Welcome to this episode of Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Guy Massey. On this episode, the importance of waking up early. I'm looking out my window. It's uh, on the cusp of dawn this morning. That's how I'll describe it. My cat Kane looks out in an interesting way. He's transfixed on what's happening outside. He's by the windows. They are open. My top sash is down. My lower sash is up. It's a midway midway window opening on each side. Uh, my middle window still has the air conditioner in from a uh, rather too short, but not too short of the hot days. Um, And my story arc brings it back to my original premise, and that is the morning is important. It's important to wake up early. I I think it's a de rigueur. How about that? Try it one time. You might like it. Get up super early. When I say early, I mean before dawn. Okay. This time of year, at this time, at this position in the planet, in our longitude of, and latitude of about 40, 42 degrees about, 41 point something degrees where Rhode Island is. It's not the center of the universe, but it's a place and time. And the time is dawn, and right now at this time of year, Late, late September, horning in on good old October, which brings us goblins and gremlins and ghosts and witches. It's 5.55 a.m. And just peeking in is just a hint of another beautiful day to come here in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, USA world. So getting up before, let's say before, uh, well, I'll give you 545. Stay in bed till 545 and then get up this time of year now. You would have had to get up at around 5 o'clock just about a month ago to say goodbye to the Night, nightish sky, even though it is the next day, right? And uh, you would want to hearken in by getting up at uh, 5.55, the very latest. <laughs> you would want to uh, look out your window and see a new day hearkening, a new day hearkening. delivering this this morning in in a mellow way because I feel like it and I am mellow so as you shed your pajamas and get into your street clothes your living room clothes your kitchen clothes 
allow you to make your cup of coffee. Make that coffee and come and sit by the window. Come and sit by your beautiful window and look it out. Look out at nature. And uh, admire it. Admire the quietude. If you're living in an area like Pawtucket, you know, you might hear the traffic start ramping up by by 7 a.m. But until then, you can gaze out the window and uh, realize the importance of what you're doing. It's good to get up every so often, early, early, early. Make it maybe a habit. It's healthy. Don't have to be at work till 8 o'clock. Don't have to leave the house till 7.30. Well, get up at 5.30. How about that? And um, see the blackness of the sky turn into a, a, a little bit of a haze of darkish, 80% value, grayish blue. How about that for a description? See the trees start coming into color. That's still about a half an hour away. And um, you'll be better off for it. You'll be more tired at night, but that's good. You'll have a great sleep. Instead of going to bed at 10, maybe you go to bed at 9. The baby's asleep anyway. The kids are asleep by then. You've already seen that episode of Matlock. You've already seen... uh, You've already seen what needs to be seen for the day. And when you retire to bed, it'll be that much of a better sleep. You'll dream the dream of dreams. Yep. You'll wake up maybe once or twice during the night If you're an older guy like me, you might need to get up a couple few times to use the facility and then get back into your nice cozy warm bed under your blankets. My sleeping habits, I don't put them upon anybody. They're probably not the greatest. I get up about three or four times during the night. Um, I have to get out of bed, uh, not necessarily to use the bathroom, as I've said before on my bodily functions episode that you missed. I hope you missed it because it wasn't too interesting. No, I didn't really do a bodily function. I didn't title, I can certainly tell you I didn't title any podcast in the past with that title or anything approaching that. I think bodily functions we can keep to ourselves. But uh, I I basically sleep with chenille kind of blanket you know, like a polar fleece. I've got two layers there directly on me. Um, there's no sheets. I sleep on a sheet, on a flat sheet that I fold it into the bed. Um, it gets crunched up during the night. I have to straighten it out in the morning. Are you one that needs to imperatively make your bed every morning? I do. I have to. I have to uh, bring the corners in on my pull the fleece and, you know, kind of like just tuck it, not tuck it in necessarily, but bring it down to the side of the mattress and uh, bring it up over the pillow, of course. 
and that's how I make my bed. Exciting, huh? This is, this is, this is an exciting podcast. <laughs> now, it's meant to be a mellow podcast. That's why my delivery is a little, a little quieter than I would say normally. Um, and uh, the cats did a little scampering last night. I could hear them through the door. I closed my door now, as I said in the previous podcast. I don't let the cats in the room anymore. He had a little accident. Uh, he's sorry for it. He's repented. He won't do it again, he said. Well, he's not going to be able to do it again because the room is off limits. Uh, I let him come in when he when I'm making the bed in the morning, for instance, and the door is ajar. And he wanders in. Um, he's not a big under-the-bed kind of cat, although he does go under the bed. And it's hard to get him. Uh, he goes to the side of the bed. He's very accessible. He lets me pick him up and carry him carefully out of the room. I place him down on his little hind footies. And he plunks his front footies down with assuredness. And walks away from the door. Enough for me to close it as I exit the room. Shutting the light off, of course. Making sure my overhead fan is off. I don't want to run... Uh, electricity if I don't have to. Uh, I try to conserve here and there. Um, I don't... uh, I'm going to just make this confession. I don't flush the toilet um, when I use it to go to number one. I let the yellow mellow, as they say, or mellow yellow. Uh, And if it's brown, I flush it down. When it turns brown, that's when I flush it down. And um, so I don't waste water. I never believed in wasting water. I don't run the faucet as long as I need to. Uh, I run it on low pressure when I'm washing my hands. It takes me a tiny bit longer. I factor in the time factor, but I factor in mostly the volume factor. We don't need to put our faucets on full blast, but I don't need to lecture you either. I think you know that by now. Uh, When I need power out of my faucet, I've got great water pressure here in the house, by the way. And um, uh, I've got a pretty pretty efficient layout. And um, my attitude towards conservation, I think, is a pretty good one. Um, I try to recycle materials as much as possible. I try to reuse, repurpose. That's what my whole living room is. It's repurposed art, repurposed frames, found objects, yard sale finds. Uh, we're not a big flea market area here in Pawtucket, so I don't see anything in flea markets, but we do have our share of yard sales here in Pawtucket, especially in the in the uh, you know fall. I'm seeing some in the fall. I saw some in the summer. I think early summer is probably the time to go yard sailing. Um, their garage sale would be another term for that, of course. And um, I also try to um, I try to conserve my own energy when doing such chores around the house. Um, I try to pace myself. 
and conserve energy. That's all I can say. I, uh, why get all flustered over something? It's not really worth getting flustered over is what I say. Uh, the energy that I'm taking right now is of a limited range. I'm kind of being in tune with what my theme is this morning. And that's just to be chill, just to chill and be mellow. As you know from previous podcasts, I'm a big fan of westerns, great American westerns, black and white or color. There's a certain solitude and peacefulness watching an old black and white western drama. This sure is. One of my favorite westerns to emerge in the last, oh, last half a year, as I noticed it coming on to airwaves, uh, Grit. Grit is a network TV network that features westerns, movies and TV series, and they really give a big, big play to uh, shows like, in particular, Tales of Wells Fargo, starring Dale Robertson, Jack Jing, and William Demarest. In the later color episodes, William Demarest makes an appearance, as does Jack Jing. I guess they felt they needed a support cast to play off Dale Robertson's naturalistic and casual, relaxed style of acting. Nothing phases our star, Dale Robertson, who plays Jim Hardy. He's a Wells Fargo investigator, and he works out of a town called Glory Bay. Yes, Glory Bay. G-L-O-R-I-B-I-E. And it's got a sheriff, it's got a saloon, sure does. Uh, It's got dogs and ponies, it's got mules and horses, it's got cowpokes, and of course it has the needed, much needed for for dramatic tension. You said, you guessed it, the the bad hombre, the bad actors, the, the heavies, the heavies. And they are heavy. They've got a a cavalcade of great actors that come through with cameo appearances. And Jim, of course, is my favorite character. He's just awesome. He wears a blue velvet outfit that's very understated in a very uh, visible, visible uh, way. It looks great in in technicolor uh, for for the early TV uh, broadcasts. Uh, even though it wasn't filmed in Technicolor. Technicolor was really reserved for cinema. Uh, but uh, movie theaters. And um, he's supported in the color episodes, at least. Uh, the show ran from 1957 to 1962. That was its run. And I give series with, you know, three-season seri- three series some credit. And this one lasted for five and it uh, centered around 1960. But uh, by 1961, it was in color. And you got to realize not a lot of people had color sets, but the show was produced in color and broadcast in color. 
on one of the networks. I'm not sure which one. I'm just learning about this series. I'm more and more interested in it. It won't overtake or supplant the Rifleman. That won't happen. The Rifleman in its glory of black and white. That, that show also ran from, I believe, 57 to 61. I believe 61 was its last episode year. Of course, that stars Chuck Connors and uh, Johnny Crawford. Um, Paul Fix, who plays uh, Marshall Torrance. And I know more about that show. I've seen outtakes on that show, which are, which are hilarious. Chuck Connors is, was a glorious card. He really ripped it up. Uh, they really had fun on the set. It looks like they had a great, great old time. But when the scene needed to, uh, to happen, they made it happen. With the drama, the pathos, and the warm homespun angle that the show took. But I don't want to get off the track of Tales. Tales is a is a great episodic show uh, done in the serial style. Uh, no real connections to any previous show. Each show was self-contained. Uh, he investigated what happened, you know, usually after the fact. Uh, but he did prevent a lot of things from happening. And the guy got his man. The guy got his man at the end. Uh, Whether it was in the saloon, out on the streets, out in the canyonlands, on the trail, uh, at the campsite, on the cliffside. There's some incredible shootout scenes there with people falling off cliffs and all that fun stuff that you want in westerns. Uh, There's some Indian interaction, although not a lot. But they contended with, you know, the, the Comanches, the Apaches. Whatever needed to be done was done. Uh, there was the ubiquitous uh, uh, livery stable, horse thieves, uh, the usual suspects. The, the heavies ran, ran the gamut from uh, tin horns uh, to murderers to uh, stagecoach robbers. The Wells Fargo coach coming in from Denver or wherever it came from. A lot of times we didn't know where the, the, the coach came from. It carried passengers, but it also carried some important cargo, like bonds and, and gold, and usually cash. Usually cash. And it was talking big numbers back then. 50,000 would be stolen. Now, that extrapolate that to today, and you're looking at about, oh, I don't know, 200, 300, 400,000 American dollars. And uh, sure, there was a bank. There was a uh, locksmith. Uh, well, yeah, a locksmith. I'm sure doesn't figure in. Uh, there's a gun gun shop. There's a uh, blacksmith. There's a barber. Everybody's in in the game. Everybody's got skin in the game. And tales from tales of Wells Fargo. Da-da! You know when you hear, da-da! No matter what key I'm in, I am done a major project when you hear the da-da. Yes, D-A-D-A. 
my major project, illustration work for um, a client. And uh, this involves uh, illustrations that I'm doing, uh, line art illustrations using ink, using pen and ink uh, on, on a parchment, well, actually a mylar, uh, frosted mylar material uh, sheet. Uh, you can buy them in pads. Duralar is the brand name. And my, my pen is a rapidograph or a, actually a rapidosketch, rapidosketch. They're famous for rapidograph pens, which come in a set of different nibs, uh, ranging from 0.25, I believe, all the way up to, oh, two, maybe even three, uh, and millimeters. And, uh, that's, uh, the size of the nib and the thickness of the line. And it's a very good variation, but I didn't. I wanted an all-in-one pen that would kind of solve the problem and, and it'd be easier to use, which it is marginally, a little less maintenance, although I had a little bit of ink blotch accident. I did have, I had an ink blotch, block, blotch accident uh, the other yesterday, actually, when I was working on the latest of the drawings. The client is Paul Massey Car Dealership here in Rhode Island, and he does a, uh, almost annually, he puts out a, uh, a fall ad that features uh, places of interest to go in Rhode Island. And I think people want to get out and explore. Paul's seeing the need for doing another fall ad to celebrate that, even though we're in a COVID environment. It's always good to get out. So I'm glad to work on the project. I'm excited about it. And uh, phase one is completed is what I'm celebrating. And that's the inking, the actual drawing of the... Uh, Dealerships. I cheated a little bit. I traced. I, yeah, I gotta admit, I traced. Uh, but some of, most of it was not traced. Most of it, I traced the form of the overhead view of the dealerships that I got off Google Earth. Uh, did a search and a 3D search of the dealerships, each of the three. Zoomed in. Uh, took a screenshot off my phone because my computer, again, I, as I said earlier in one of my podcasts, I did mention that. I don't have my new computer yet. I'll be getting it this week. I'll have it uh, in a couple of days. Until then, I can't run my printer or scanner. And uh, I can't uh, use, use that. So what I do, I basically tilt the computer down horizontally on the desk, my iMac, my older one, call up the page that shows the dealership in 3D view overhead, try to get the right angle, the front with the front uh, elevation showing of the front of the dealerships. That's where the branding occurs. And, uh, of course, and um, I place my Mylar directly onto the screen, and it uh, creates a relatively pretty good, sharp, relatively sharp image. That The image is a little bit away from the glass behind in the computer, so you can't get a direct contact, contact of the... Uh, of the uh, mylar onto the screen, the frosted mylar, but you can still see the image, although somewhat, somewhat out of focus, somewhat out of focus, doesn't quite do the contact thing. It'd be great if that image could be right up against the glass, but I guess that's technologically not possible. But it certainly be beats the old CRT screens that we remember, cathode ray tube. You know, 
uh, you wouldn't have been able to really do that. And the resolution, of course, wouldn't help you either. Maybe with my new computer, that'll be easier to do. There's no damage to the glass. There's no risk of you tracing unless you put super hard pressure and, you know, risk damaging the glass or marring it. You're not going to scratch it unless the pen goes through. And even then, uh, so it was really neat to try that system. It saved paper. Uh, again, I can't, my printer right now won't talk to my brand new printer that I got. Um, I don't have it. It doesn't work yet, but uh, it will. And until then, though, I had to get this job done. So phase one is completed. I've done all three dealerships. I've done also the outlines of the state of the Rhode Island map from a perspective of looking at it uh, where the, the uh, northern part of the state kind of fades into the background. Uh, it's shot, it's uh, drawn on an angle so that the, the background goes a little bit away. Uh, what I'll do next is have that scanned. I don't, again, I can't scan off my printer. Is it going to be sent out to scan? And that'll get scanned. I'll get the images. Now I'll have them as digital form. I'll be able to cut and paste. I'll be able to bring my map in, which will also be scanned, of course, as the background. I'll be able to add color. Well, using the Illustrator, the Illustrator version I have, um, uh, will uh, be able to enable me to add fields of color and texture even if I want to. Although I think I'm going to just use the, uh, the drawn elements as the texture, uh, the texture. But the color will be greens and golds, reds. The dealerships are Chevrolet is uh, signature blue. Buick has a signature red with, uh, well, actually signature silver and a sort of a uh, buff gold. And I'm going to incorporate that into the design as well. I want to reinforce the branding. The pie line signs that are out in front, um, part of the, the scene of a car dealership, will also be featured, and that'll give me an uh, room to uh, place in the Paul Massey uh, branding in that sense. So it's going to be a well-rounded uh, map. It's going to feature the, some of the major roads, I-95, Route 1, and down South Kingstown Way. Route 44 in East Providence, uh, Main Street in Wakefield. I want to delineate those roads. I'm going to also include some other outlying roads to give the composition balance. Um, these are urban dealerships for the most part, but uh, they are uh, two of them in South County, God's Country of Rhode Island, um, will be featured. So I'm really excited, again, as I said earlier, uh, I will also bring in points of interest, you know, uh, the usual suspects, uh, I, Providence, it might be the arcade in Pawtucket. I might show, uh, the old Slater mill. Um, and in, uh, for example, in Narragansett, maybe the towers, which I've also featured previously in previous fall ads, summer ads and just winter ads. We've done all seasons. But uh, this fall is going to be a, a time for getting out of the house. And Paul Massey Dealerships wants you to, uh, to get out and enjoy Rhode Island and what it has to offer and nearby Mass. Uh, 
I might even feature some nearby mass, but I think it's going to be really dedicated to Rhode Island. Actually, yes, it is going to be dedicated to Rhode Island. That's what my instructions are to create a Rhode Island fall map, and that's exactly what I'm doing. There will be the uh, the Derriere uh, mentioning of the dealerships and some small copy to enhance it. There'll be the everything will be labeled. I'll have all the labeling. There won't leave be any mystery. Um, there. Uh, uh, there will have um, brief descriptions of each of the points of interest. Very brief, though. Very, very brief. One one line of copy. I want it to be an enjoyable ad to look at. I want it to have balance and color. And it's going to take a full page up in the Providence Journal. So I'm excited about it. It's going to run, um, I believe, in a week or two after the ad's done. I should just need about another... Ooh, I would say two, three days to work on it after I get my scans back. So I'm all excited to get my scans back. I'm waiting. That's going to be tomorrow morning. I'll be able to start on that uh, before all is said and done. And that's my show for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I talked about a couple of things, Wells Fargo, uh, pre-dawn morning, and try getting up, try doing it. You might enjoy it, you might enjoy getting up a little early, just be quiet. If it's just you, out of your whole house, everybody's still snoringly sleeping, (laughs) and uh, you're up, and make that coffee, don't be afraid, make the whole pot if you want. Uh, but just kick back, just enjoy life, enjoy uh, any time of day, you know, uh, if you went to bed late last night, I'll forgive you, you can stay in, you can sleep in today, if you don't have to get up for work, I guess we all got to get to work at some point, um, and I hope that that other aspect of my show about my little drawing project with my sketch pen, which I enjoy very, very much. It's a beautiful black. It's India ink, by the way. And it's a .50 nib on that puppy. And uh, that pupster, as my nephew Bob uh, would say. And uh, so it's a it's an awesome pen. If you want an all-around quality art pen, you're going to go for the Kohenor. Just don't shake it too hard. Just don't shake it too hard. You're going to end up with with some blotches or some ink coming out the side. Just be very careful. You can give it a good, a, a decent shake just to get it flowing. Uh, but it flows so well without shaking, and the ink, of course, is already mixed. Uh, I found that I, my, when I was drawing last, it, it did kind of like uh, freeze up on me, and I had to give it a couple more shakes. I don't know why that was. It was probably because it was running low on ink. And then the mistake I made when I, when I went to go refill it, I refilled it with the with the included uh, ink, ink uh, uh, container. Uh, it fills the ink up beautifully, but I, I ended up shaking that pen so hard that I created a, a little bit of an ink uh, situation off the side of the pen nib, and it was not a smart move. Not a smart move. I had to get some some toilet paper and go around the pen to take the ink out it's water-based so there's not a real problem it's not indelible 
but it uh, it's certainly something that you don't want to do if you're into art and drawing. Thanks again for your your listening to this show and uh, being hopefully uh, taken into my little world that uh, that I got going here and y'all enjoy the rest of your day.